The heart of Mountain Mind Tricks is the breakthrough session. My first breakthrough session was beyond any healing I could have ever imagined. The rapid transformation that happens in the breakthroughs blows my mind every time. Your perception is a projection. In other words, what you see in your reality around you is a projection of what you believe about yourself. Anytime you wish something was different in life, I teach you how to look inside and find the solutions. My favorite part about the breakthrough session is when we change something on the inside, the holograms around you start to change too. And you know, what do I mean by holograms? Well, you gotta read the book Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot to fully get this idea. But basically the synchronicities, the people, the events start lining up in ways you never thought possible when you become realigned after a breakthrough session. You know, I love seeing the mind-body energy connection in action too. Your mind is stronger than anyone has ever told you because your thoughts and feelings affect your cells first and foremost. Check out the work of Bruce Lipton in the Biology of Belief. Bruce breaks down how your thoughts and feelings affect your cells through basic biology experiments. The breakthrough session upgrades your beliefs and reduces stress in your nervous system, which means you're upgrading the way your genes are expressed in your cellular biology. So I want you to go to mountainmindtricks.com and schedule a free discovery session to learn more. We have so many new opportunities here at Mountain Mind Tricks right now. I'm so excited. I'm so stoked on this. I want you to go to the website and check out the Leadership Accelerator if your mental health is affecting your performance on the line and at home. I want you to check out the energy session if you want to experience the healing power of ancient Hawaiian shamanism. We also support wildland firefighters during the fire season who are on light duty due to injury or mental health. In the reset program, we offer the breakthrough session half off because we know you can't get your overtime. Upcoming this winter, we have the group coaching program, Expanding Situational Awareness, such an amazing group of folks. We come together for transformation, for meditation, for going deep into release work together. Such a beautiful process, and it includes a mini breakthrough session. So I want you to go to mountainmindtricks.com and learn more about our programs. All right, guys, the Wildland Wellness Foundation has done it again. We have four sacred healing retreats this winter happening in Mexico and stateside. Are you a current or former wildland firefighter looking for alternative healing? You may want to check out wildlandwellnessfoundation.com to see more information about the upcoming retreats. In Mexico, we have a group of indigenous healers that come together for a five-day experience that will change your life forever. An amazing group that really embodies the wisdom of their sacred teachers and they share that with you through your own healing process with so many modalities so many uh, plant teachers massage reiki uh, mental emotional release it really is a holistic way of healing stateside we have a group of integrative practitioners that bring together hawaiian shamanism sound healing and sacred ceremony in a way that rewires your nervous system back to health and what I mean by that is that the sound in the sacred ceremony just completely dissolves 
the limiting beliefs, the negative emotions, the things that are stuck in your nervous system. The sound is so healing and so powerful. It really is a game changer. So I want you to go to wildlandwellnessfoundation.com and schedule a discovery session to learn more about the sacred retreats this winter. Welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm so excited to be back at it after a whole summer off. And we have such a special special guest here today, uh, Danny Verdad. Uh, so excited to have Danny here. And Danny is a very special person. He's a brother to me, such a mentor and a, such a, an amazing soul. So I'm so excited for you to meet him. Danny is dedicated to helping souls remember where they came from, to remember their beauty, to remember who they are at a soul level. And Danny is such an important person in our wildland fire community. And Danny will tell you a little bit more about what he does or his experiences in life. And we're just here to, to really explore, explore Danny and, and his relationship to helping people remembering who they are. So excited. Danny, could you introduce yourself? And I guess my first question is what what was it like growing up around these things? Growing up where you did in central Mexico, growing up with the home remedies and the culanderos and things like this. Hito said abuelita one day as we were sitting in the corridor in southern central Mexico. This is life, mijito. You gave away your time and you gave away your money so that your grandma can eat this mango with you. When I die, don't bring any, don't buy any flowers to me. If you don't wanna come to the cemetery, don't come. I'd rather have you enjoying life as you are doing with me, with others. This is life, mijito. This is life, son. Those are many of the memories that I have from my childhood, brothers and sisters. I was born in Los Angeles back in 76, and I was taken to Mexico. Uh, my story is backwards, actually. So I was taken to Mexico when I was six months old, and I grew up there until I was 22. I did my whole life in Mexico, in a little village, no more than 100 people. I'm coming from the tribe of the Mixtecos, I was very fortunate to be among them and I was very unfortunate not to learn their language, but I'm trying now, little by little. And I didn't know at the time the richness in many ways that I was living in, that I grew up with. Being myself the only uh, grandson 
growing up with the parents in another entity next to to the mountains with animals with plants um, now when i see that you know siddhartha uh, where he was living in you know surrounded by these people and many of the same stories about masters and things like that i i see myself in those stories growing up like that uh, Yes, there was a doctor 45 minutes away from the village. But mostly the way of living was a very holistic. Now I can say that word before we didn't know about holistic or spiritual. Any, uh, any concept, dimensions and all these things that we talk today. We were just plain people, humble people with lots of richness about the knowing of life. I saw the elders, how they were praying, uh, how they were observing nature and praying before they saw the seeds of corn. I knew the whole circle, the cycle of growing up the corn and the rituals and the festivities afterwards and the many, many, many stories. We are storytellers. Many, many stories about life, you know, talking about some other people's life, remembering, remembering our ancestors, celebrating the date of death. And all of a sudden, somehow, we started entering into this idea, this illusion that that way of living, somebody call it poverty. And we had to run, seeking other, other ways of life. And it's okay other ways of life, but the thing is, we must not forget what we are first, our roots, and then we can embrace the rest of the world. So I have many stories, but one of them is what that I was playing and, and I hit myself in the head because I was very honest uh, as a child. And they took me to the doctor. There was no x-rays, there was no nothing. Like probably the things that you know today. I didn't know any TV until I was nine and uh, radio only one, two time, two programs per day. So everything was organic, natural. And I remember that this doctor couldn't cope with what I had. He didn't know what I had. I kept on vomiting and feeling dizzy and and I don't know if I had that some, you know, cranial trauma or anything. I don't know. But after 15 days of uh, injections, my auntie uh, and the neighbor told my grandma, you know, uh, I think the doctor is going to heal him. You have to take it to Doña Sarita. 
probably he his um, mojera is down and he has she has to level it up. Mojera, I don't as long until now I don't I've been asking doctors and I don't know it's on the top of the cranium that something is very weak and it comes down and it was their language. But they did it and the vomiting is stopped in the first session and everything else in two more sessions. In three days, I was cured. And many things like this, things like could be miracles, it was a natural way of living among curanderas and home remedies. And now I've seen that the medicines that are growing up in that village, in that region, are being studied by the University of Texas, El Paso, Texas. And they have documented many of them. And now I'm helping little by little my community to preserve uh, those endemic plants for the better of others. That's the way I grew up among Granderas, brother and sister. Thank you, Danny, so much. So, so amazing to hear the story of where you came from and what it was like. And it's such a different, like you said, it's such a different world than what we're used to here in the States. And your perspective is so valuable to us and, and thank you. And I'm curious, how how did you come into a life that is so focused on ser- like service and serving others, serving your community? What was What happened to bring you into that life of service? I'm realizing right now, brother, as you were asking the question, that uh, it was the same way of living. The same way of living. There was no psychologist for when somebody died. There was no professional to assist us, but us, but ourselves. When somebody died, they rang the bells and we knew somebody has died. And then we started asking, and then they, of course, a hundred people, you know, the, the news were as fast as the internet is today. And we knew, and we were there. Okay, and my, my abuelita, my grandma told me, bring this thing to her, you know, some fruit, some chocolate, some um, candle, um, go and help, go and help. There was no festivity, private or public, religious or of any kind that the community didn't uh, you know come together we came together for weddings 15 days one month before the wedding men started to build up and that's the way we learned how to do the mole and many other you know delicacies from mexico's culinary art and there was the way there was a beautiful way of living so those are my roots. Serving was natural. Plus, I had to take care of my two grandpas, my grandma and my grandpa, until they died. Because my other auntie, she was uh, working and she was studying first and then not working. And I was, you know, growing up as a, ki- as a kid. I think she left when I was to school when I was three years old. So my parents took care of me when I was up to, until I was five. Then I entered into the school and then come back and do some errands and 
always took care of my grandparents. And then when I came to the state, my auntie was ill. And then my mother that she passed mom. And I was always there at service, helping ill people. So it was life who threw me into this lifestyle of service. And then later on, uh, but at the moment, I didn't, realize, I didn't realize any of this. I was refusing this type of life. You know, I'm not doing my life because I have to take care of the ones, you might, my loved ones who are ill and was tired of this. And I didn't see the blessing on this until I discovered that through the, some, some talks by the Dalai Lama that service in one of the mantras, you know, Oh, money, but my home. Service is the jewel, the spiritual jewel. When you become uh, uh, plentiful, when you become one with everything, the yoga, the whole purpose is to serve. And many other traditions around the world. So that's how I, I to service. And now I have embraced service. But it's not like my way of service is special or better than others. Everybody's serving at each other at every single moment. Right now, you are serving me, I'm serving you. But it's just the consciousness that we have to develop to remain consciously in that state of service and in, in that state of peace. It's very simple, but we get so many distractions. And But that's another talk. But that, that's how I got it. Thank you. Thank you. And, and service. Yes. I think it's so, I, I love the analogy of it being the most, one of the most important spiritual jewels. And that resonates with me a lot. And I think when we serve others, it's, it's profound for our own healing. It's profound for our own consciousness. And, and I really appreciate everything you just said. And, and I'm curious, Danny, how did you, how did you meet Melissa Moore? How did you get into the wildland firefighter community? Like what, what happened to bring you into our community? Again, service. <laughs> I was in Bayarta. Um, I have a friend who um, uh, told me I, I was looking for a place to, to write because I'm also a writer and and I was, you know, uh, invited by her to one of her places that she has in Vallarta. You know, there is go over there. And then before I was part of a school, a personal development school for five and a half years where I grew up my basis in my spirituality, knowledge of mind, uh, soul, mystic. So I met uh, Rocio, that she's gonna be there also at the retreat in Vallarta, and Rocio knew about what I was doing and my transitioning into many methods and experiences, spiritual experiences, and she knew I was there. So uh, asked me to help her with one ceremony and said, yeah, of course, sister. Um, I, I didn't come for this, but it's you and let's do it. And then later she said, uh, hey, I have a friend who, who wants to be at the ceremony, me thinking her ceremony. I said, well, I have to speak with her because I don't know anything about her. And um, have she done this type of, you know, 
healing. And she said, oh, no, she's new. I said, I cannot allow nobody to do this who's new. No, 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 she wants to come and do the same ceremony next to me. And I said, oh, well, I had to talk to her too, of course, for her preparation. But that's how, that's how you know, the universe brought Melissa into my life. And when we talked with Melissa, and after that first ceremony, you know, I saw her soul and I saw her purpose. And then she told me many stories too about you guys, what you've been doing. And then I reconnected these experiences in the mountains, uh, everywhere I've been, California, everywhere I've been, but especially where I grew up. You know, how we took care of the fire, how fire was very important to us to cook, to live, how we did protect you know, nature, how we embrace this harmony with that element. And later on, in, 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 there are some other friends too that are into firefighting. And, uh, and I said, you must be pacifiers instead of, instead of firefighters. Uh, because not many people recognize the things that you have to go through. And it doesn't matter if you help people or not, humans. The moment you're stepping in the mountain, trying to help nature, our brothers and sisters, the animals, we must be thankful to you because we are breathing that air, because we need the ecosystems to survive. And you are taking care of it. And not many people see it that way. We see you as heroes, we see you as fighters, but we don't see you as preservers of life. And that's why I honor you, brothers and sisters from the wildland firefighters, honor you for everything you've been doing, for everything you've been through. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you, Danny, so much. It's so... I love your perspective on being pacifiers and uh, thank you so much. And and I'm curious on how, how have traditional remedies, traditional plants, how have those brought you healing in your life? Well, the first one I told you was, was one tomato, green tomato with some type of uh, oils that I don't remember. They would put it on the fire <laughs> and, uh, with those comal or uh, sartan, I think, I don't know if that's the name. Some flat where we uh, cook the tortillas in Mexico in a traditional way, this you know, piece of metal or, or clay, you know, rounded uh, clay. And that's the first thing. Then the remedies of my abuela for the spirit, for the mind, uh, this, they said, oh, take this for intelligence. Every day I went to, to school, every day they gave me these things that I don't know how to translate, epazote. Uh, this is good for intelligence and also for amoebas. Uh, and as I said, I forgot about all these things. I forgot about all these things. When I came to the States, of course, I was pursuing this type of life. I got some of it. I enjoyed very much. I'm enjoying still. You know, I, I'm not fighting against anything, against anything. But then I went to Africa 
because one of my uncles who married my mother's sisters, he's from Nigeria. And, and then I was fully immersed into these tribes of his. And I remember my ancestry too. And it was this among with some other uh, masters who helped me in my development of my, my spirit in Mexico that introduced me also to the sacred plants. And in the beginning, uh, I didn't have any type of these this, uh, encounters. It was just pure remedies. But, and, and I got, got really confused. I had to break up too many taboos. And then I started to see, because I, I also like to, to research. And I started to see that there was a misuse of all of these plants due to ignorance, due to despair, due to the lack of help, uh, the broken systems of health and mental health and you know any type of health, not only in the States, but around the world. And I realized it was because there is no education, practical education as I had it, to see everything as sacred, to, res to be respectful, but not respectful out of culture or dogma or faith, uh, uh, fear, out of knowledge on how to use. And then I started to research more, more about the ancestry, how they use tobacco, alcohol, pulque, uh, any, any other uh, sacred medicines. Uh, the Aztecs, the Mayans, then I discovered all around the world. And many of this information is out there. I don't usually talk about these things because there is so much information. It, it, it costs me lots of time and confusion about who's, who's right. So instead of that, I decided to come back to my roots, to experience in a sacred way, in a, a ritualistic way, all of these plants and remedies back again, okay? And serving myself and others. And then after years of experience, I started to search, research more in the academic world and I found many psychiatrists and many uh, uh, um, psychologies, uh, many mystics that there's, uh, sharing their story in a deeper way, a more, a more serious way, per se. And I started to discover that everything that I was seeing and experiencing, that's the way. And it was a difficult time. Uh, I'm not praising that, you know, that's the best way to do it. But, and I won't recommend it too, because it's very serious. But I was fully dedicated by that time. I had no other type of work. Okay. I did, I, I, I'm immersed in this world. And I started seeing, you know, um, the benefits of it in the community. But uh, the most important to me is that instead of using and abusing these sacraments, we just use them when we really need them, when we really can get into some other state of consciousness and then we practice 
and then we can produce our own things because we are able to in our bodies. So we honor nature. I honor the, the, the ancient knowledge and I honor the present uh, knowledge of uh, academics. And I honor uh, also the way of, li of living, a conscious living. That's the way they have helped me in my personal life. And of course, now that I'm here, the last thing that it helped me with, uh, I've been healing many things in my life since my self-esteem, uh, blockages, creativity, um, health, my relationships with everybody, uh, leadership, um, not being worried about money, all these things, instead of that, focusing my energy in more creations and serving my community. I'm harmonizing my whole family. And now I think my biggest achievement up until today is to help my mother to transcend and achieve her nirvana before she left this physical body. And by the way, today is her cremation. And I'm just happy. There is no grief. There is no rancors because she left me. And my, my father, I had a beautiful ceremony and encounter with my father too, three days ago, so celebrating that I'm alive, that, that he, he was along with my mother, you know, for a very short period of time. But I'm full of gratitude for them, for their lives. And I got out of suffering the way I suffered before. I got out of this uh, endless circle of suffering, unnecessary suffering, because there is some suffering that helped us too in the beginning. But I got out of it. And I cannot avoid the physical pain. Uh, I cannot avoid of some impactful emotions, but I am not suffering them. I embrace them and I make the best out of it. And my life is my biggest laboratory to serve others. That's the way any type of plan has served my life. Well, thank you so much, Danny. And oh my gosh, I'm just, every time we hang out, every time we speak, I just, I, I, I love everything you say. It's just, you speak so beautifully. And I think, I just want to say thank you for your energy and thank you for just being such a humble, amazing person. And, and, and Danny, I, I think for everybody listening, we would love to hear a little bit more about what are the benefits of these retreats in Mexico? What are the benefits? Like these wildland firefighters that are coming to us are suffering so immensely, you know, like suicide is so big in our culture and, and that may not be, you know, sometimes that shows up in our retreats, but it's really like, there's a lot, there's a lot of mental, emotional pain in our community. And I'm like, I would love to hear you speak a little bit more on how, how do these retreats benefit the wildland firefighter? Well, uh, the first thing I'd like to, to tell all of you brothers and sisters is that I wish, I wish one retreat could give you you know, the, all of the knowledge, love, and power, and will to transcend everything you have been going through in your whole life or what you have been through now. But unfortunately, it's not like that. 
I'm always honest. I'm always honest. It's not a pill that you take. It's a way of living. We have to be the working medicine out there. I have seen miracles. I have seen miracles and I have seen people that are still struggling in many ways, but I have seen miracles too. And coming out of your own uh, perspective, that's the first benefit. The biggest fear that some of us have or have had or will have is that I don't want to let go of myself. I want to change. I, I, I want to be better, but I don't want to be other than I am. <laughs> because I feel good, but even though I don't feel good, I feel good. I don't, I wa I don't want to give away my life and who I've been. And if something is going to change, how is going to be this change? What's going to happen? The mind wonders. But we must go first through this transition of disintegrating our mind, disintegrating our ideas about who we are, how we, how we are, what is life, what is suffering, what is ideas, what everything that goes through our mind. We have to disintegrate all these pieces, okay? It's like a puzzle, okay? You are a finished puzzle now, but you don't feel good about the, the images that you see because they make no, no more sense. I don't, I see the whole puzzle here, but I don't feel good for whatever reason. I don't like this piece right here. I don't like the other way, blah, 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 colors, whatever. So we must disintegrate our puzzle to clean the puzzle. And then after the retreat and during the retreat, during the process to, to come to the retreat, you're going to be polishing and, and uh, little by little, you're going to be joining those, those pieces again into the puzzle. And guess what? You're still the same, but you are not the same. So it's not about the, the matter to, I'm gonna lose something. The only thing I'm gonna lose is the dust of who I'm not. But in order to do so, we must step into some other realities to help the mind, the being, the forms to disintegrate. So that's why uh, they choose Mexico in this case, but could be anywhere. We are um, giving with all of our hearts, me and the people who are serving in, in, in the retreat. Uh, and I'm talking uh, especially for this purpose to the people who's in Mexico. They're giving you the whole knowledge and life in a different perspective so that that disintegration could happen in a very secure, full of love setting. 
And I think that's one of the benefits first. The second one is that the sacraments, uh, different sacraments that we use are always taught to be given in a very therapeutic, therapeutical way, in integral way. So we are not just giving something to the body, but we are also attending the mind and the emotions at the same time and spirit, of course. So we're always working holistically. And sometimes you are surrendered by this bubble of all of these energies all together that is so overwhelming, but at the same time, very clear. The whys, the hows that you're looking for in your life. And the most powerful benefits is that you can enhance uh, your neurons, can you, you can release stress from your body, uh, you can spit out emotions that you don't longer need anymore in a very free way, but not invasive way, but not painful way. Uh, or probably sometimes painful for a little bit, but then you enjoy the pain because you, you are seeing the purpose of the pain. And that, that it's this thing that I have said, I think is one of the most important that can interest you because you are seeing lots of pain. You cannot avoid the pain with the fire. But when you are able to resignify holistically in your consciousness, body, mind, at every moment, that's the way you get out of suffering too. That's another way, a fastest way. And that's, that's not a secret for me. I would like to everybody to have these this, this, um, abilities. Okay? I, I was seeing my mother transcending. I was seeing my mother's having fear to let go of the body. We were having in ceremony, we were having ceremony for five days. I slept half hour per day attending her fully, helping her to get rid of the fears and everything so that she can let go of the body. And of course, it's my mother. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing, I'm sensing everything. And it was painful at some times, but I was able to transmute that energy of pain into power, into love, into consciousness, into focusness to help her and to go beyond and to have telepathic uh, perceptions with her, to be able to see her visions, to help her in some other dimensions until, I mean, we saw who we presence, her nirvana, the expression in her body, the beautiness of everything. But it was because I am able to transmute, to resignify deeply and in an integral way, every aspect of pain that is happening at the same at every moment. And that's when you, they say you are awake. You're awake. And I'm good at some points, at some things, at some others. You are my teachers. I'm learning too. But the things that I do, that's the way I do it. And that's the way I share. That's what I can share about it, brother. Thank you, Danny, so much. Such a, uh, there's so many perspectives here that are so important. And uh, I think, 
moving out of the perspective that's stuck right and disintegrating these ideas about who we are and using these sacraments in a therapeutic use and enhancing the neurons releasing stress uh spitting out these old lessons and transmuting pain into power like oh my gosh there's some there's some really big transformation in your words and and just from my experiences i i I, it's just the setting of love that you can facilitate is so powerful and i think uh something that i'm curious about too is we all know intention and and purpose is so so important when working with sacraments and i'm curious if you could speak to that like how how does the intention and purpose of what these firefighters want like how important is the intention and purpose let's get up with the world in inside right adentro inside the tension the tension inside but the intention has to come from the attention and ah in my mystical perspective is to give ourselves that's why when we go into the uh, magic mountain into magnet we say ah because we're giving away everything attention so our attention is there okay but it has to be intention without tension is to be aware of the tension that is inside that tension could could be mean different ways is tension in a stressful way in a negative way that we're damaging ourselves in any aspect of ourselves or is tension because we are attentive because we are present, because we are full with energy to go into something. And that's why it's very important that people who want to come to what this type of a treat, okay, they are willing to put their lives into change, into conscious change. Not to wait for the shaman, the guy, the, the the therapist, Thomas, Melissa, an organization, somebody, God, to do something for me. No, I'm going to do it with them, along them. I don't want followers. I don't want nobody to, follow, to, to, to be uh, you know, behind me. And I don't want to follow nobody. <laughs> I want people on my side. And it's only people like that that can I can see now. When I come back years later, they are leaders. They have changed their life. They have uh, learned from others. Now they're sharing with others. So it's, it's people who is willing to be so humble, to let go of everything. Okay. First ideas. And that, that's another thing. Oh, my God. How can I get lo- get lost? Get let go of everything, you know. Then what is the purpose of everything that I have done? No, no, no. It's again as a trick, mind, as a trick of the mind. We're you're not going to lose anything that you don't need. 
but you have to lose something that you are not definitely if you are not willing to do so then you think you have an intention to come but you are not having it from this deeper perspective that i'm saying so first the intention if even if you don't have anything else i don't want to focus on the same what the same the other part of the question just understand this about intention and you don't need to come either either to no retreat no guidance just live that way and you will see the retreat is only you know um hmm, i don't know like an elevator <laughs> instead of using the stairs okay we're gonna borrow that elevator but guess what that ele elevator doesn't come down only goes up so it will bring you up with your intention we will you will be able to see in a higher way your own life life itself okay but you have to climb down by the by the uh the ladder that's all i can say about it oh i love that analogy of taking an elevator that only goes up that's only raising consciousness it's only transmuting energy i love this so much i love that analogy thank you and and danny for all the wildland firefighters listening that are maybe interested in the wildland wellness foundation but maybe they're unsure about it what would you tell them that you know if they're interested in some in this deep healing process what would you tell them first if you're unsure don't do it El, la queja y el lamento no es el modo de un guerrero. Okay. Um, I don't know how to trans translate queja, but it's like whining and lamenting are not the ways of the warrior, the spiritual warrior. Okay. It, and you are not less than anybody. That's not your way and it's respectful and you have to go on your own okay and we bless you for that okay and we wish the best for you because we are not the only ones there's so many ways to achieve the same thing so if you have any insecurity don't do it if you have curiosity don't do it if you want more power don't do it if you want more knowledge only, don't do it. But if you're humble enough to surrender into yourself, into yourself, not to us, not to the sacraments, into yourself and immerse into yourself to discover the amazing things that you are, then it doesn't matter if you have or not money. It doesn't matter if you have now or not time permits all of that i have seen it many times brothers and sisters many times with many people you don't even have to speak or think about it you just know you are ready for it and you'll be there when it doesn't matter because i know what i'm going to say is a cliche 
everything is perfect. Every time is perfect. And I'm waiting for you. And everybody who's serving that retreat is waiting for you. We have called upon you many years ago, many years ago, in many prayers, in many ways. We are waiting for you. Are you ready to be with yourself? That only you know. So much power in your words. Thank you. And I'm curious, Danny, there's so much love. We, we've talked so many times about how much love you have for the wildland firefighters. And I know you've touched on that a little bit. I would love for you to just go a little bit deeper on like, why do you love the wildland firefighters so much? Ah, as I said, I grew up in a mountain, in the basins of a mountain. I started singing uh, in a canyon. The, the, the canyon was my teacher on how to sing. I have so many fears about uh, going into the night, into, you know, at night into the mountains. I was a very fearful person in many ways, very timid, very quiet out there. Uh, within my, my home, I was bright. But my first philosophical uh, question about consciousness was on top of a rock by that mountain next to home in the village. And I said, uh, I remember it was by the, uh, was it after primary school in English? Uh, help me out. <laughs> Secondary school. I don't know how. I don't remember sometimes here in the States. I didn't grow up here. But anyway, I was like in, in seven, eighth grade, seventh grade, probably. Yeah. It's better to say. And, and then I heard that we came from the Big Bang, you know, a very impactful contradiction of what I hear at church. But then I started to, to talk to the rock and I, 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 I embraced her. I, I remember I was caressing the rock and I asked her, if they said that I think I coming from evolution, not from God, uh, then you are evolving too. So if you are evolving, probably it was a rock before. And can you hear me now, but you don't have any mouth? Are you evolving too? Is this strength that I'm uh, sensing from you, the way you talk? Who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you ask questions to yourself? And from that moment on, I remember you know, philosophy was a very important part of, my, part of my life. And I have seen many people, you know, philosophers and artists and, you know, mystics, that all of that knowledge, all of that wisdom comes from nature. And then seeing the ancient ways, fire, you know, 
as I see it's, it's you know, trees and plants and everything, but I'm just talking about the wildland firefighters. Uh, the trees are one of the biggest storage of the power of the sun. And the sun is a symbol for the great spirit of the energy who is providing life at every moment. That's the way I see you guys, the preservers of life, the pacifiers. I, I, I'm saying these simple words, these analogies, but I don't feel them as you hear them conceptually. I'm experiencing them and experiencing For me, work in the fire represents one of the biggest energies and expressions of the universe. And that's why I love you so much, because you dedicate your life to serve nature, to harmonize with fire, the great grandpa, as I call it, the great abuelo, the gran abuelo. And I cannot have any words or ways of serving you to demonstrate the love that I have for your work. Just my blessings, your ways, wherever you are. Thank you for everything, brothers. And thank you for letting us uh, be ourselves in this light of service because we are nothing without you. Thank you for coming. And if you are not coming to, to any of these retreats, thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for keeping up the faith and, and the hope in yourselves to serve others. May the great spirit bless you in many ways. Thank you. Thank you, Danny, so much. Thank you, Danny. And, and, uh, is there anything that we didn't talk about? Anything that you want to go deeper on? Is there anything else you want to touch on before we before we wrap it up for the day? Well, you know me, Thomas. <laughs> I can talk for many long, many, many, many hours and days and months. <laughs> I love talking. And thank you also for um, making an effort to understand my English. I. I'm still learning. I didn't go to school. I learned by myself. And one of the things talking with people as they prepare for the retreats is uh, it's enough the suffering that you are going through. Choose with fire and the effort, your physical effort is enough. I know all of us have had many traumatic experience you know in our childhood with family parents society but if you have the power to control fires if you have that power you have the power to embrace another brother or sister in a more spiritual way and not abuse them you have the power to talk to the alcohol 
or any other type of drug. So be grateful for what they gave you before. Don't fight against them. But you have the power to stop. And if you don't, because now it's more physical, be humble enough to accept some help. Because as much as we can contribute to the better of this humanity, we are not contributing by destroying ourselves. And at least myself, I cannot see my life and I cannot see that I can get the best out of this life, taking the best out of others. I must think about those childs that are in the middle of this chaotic world that we have created. And I have to take the best. I'm 46 now. I have to take the best I can, the best I could. But the rest of my life, since now, is very simple. And joy is everywhere. I would like to dedicate it to others so that our new generations can have a better life. And by serving others, by preserving something for others, brothers and sisters, believe me, it's enough to be plentiful, joyful in life. So please, next time, despair, rage, any other type of emotion is disturbing your soul. Stop and talk to them. Don't reject them. Embrace them with love. If you do not, just be silent. Be silent. If you cannot love, be silent at least. Be amicable to yourself and to others. That's the only I can ask you for because I have seen and listening so much pain that you, in your group, in your work, are provoking to each other. Please stop. That's all. Thank you, Danny, for your time today. Thank you for your wisdom, for your heart, for your love. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your journey and just know that I love you and our whole group loves you too. And just thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for what you do for our community. It is so powerful and so important. And I just want to say thank you. And I love you for your time and such a blessing to speak to you today and for everybody listening uh you know i hope you enjoyed this and and i hope you'll reach out to me or melissa or ashley or anybody that you know feel free to reach out and and we'll speak more about retreats or healing or anything that you need we want to support you just like danny said we've we're waiting for you and uh such powerful words today so humbled Danny, thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. We are here. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs>